This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Bostonian versus the book, a props.com podcast. We're here live on the Props YouTube channel on Twitter as well. He is Dave Sherapan, the book. I'm Matt Peralt. I'm the Bostonian at Boston versus the book to follow us on Twitter. And we are now eight nine days away from the Super Bowl. Good afternoon. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm good, man. I feel like I should put my hands up. I'm ready, re- ready to to do some uh some battle the way you came into this round. Like you're ready to go. You're in you're in full fight mode right now, as fired up as you were for that pre-production meeting. Yeah. I'm I'm on one today. So you know you get kind of you get kind of frustrated when you're cutting weight your your patience is like eh eh so i'm not eating very much yeah so you wake up hungry go to sleep hungry you get the hangries going on so that's sort of where i am right now i i think we fixed the microphone issues which i think it's going to be now cuz yesterday that was all on me so i think we fixed that so someone tell me if i sound like i normally should sound i don't sound tinny like i do cuz my being the audio guy for the show, that really bugs me that I'm the one that screwed up yesterday's show. So hopefully we're going to be, we, we, we have fixed that here, but uh, I guess our mics were hot during the open. So we're, we're, we're learning all these things guys. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to, you, this is all process. It's all a, a newfound thing. And now we're taking the show on the road coming up next week, which should be oh, very, what could very go wrong with that? That should be great. Yeah, nothing, nothing should be wrong with that. Nothing at all. <laughs> it could be just a whole entire complete disaster, but why not? Let's go see what's going to happen and see if the internet works and see if, you know, you're flying. So I'm glad that you're flying. I'm driving so we can have a vehicle and so I can have a vehicle and we can roll around and yeah. figure out what happens, what's going to happen in, in Los Angeles coming up for next week for uh Maxim bet and everything else that we're going to be doing. But like, I just, my anxiety started to like really ratchet it up yesterday. I was yeah. like, okay, there's a lot that could go wrong. <laughs> terms of what we're trying to accomplish here by going on the road. Yeah. So we'll see. Like it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's media. And, and, and as we go ahead and try to try to figure out what's going to happen with the next couple of days, but all right. So let's start it last night. You were late to the West gates. I brought my father-in-law down. We were yep. there for an, over an hour before you moseyed your way in what um my father-in-law met rufus peabody he met uh patrick everson he met matt jacobs he met um a couple other people who are kicking around uh ben fox from beeson it was sort of like a you know a little bit of a a summit if you will for everyone kind of getting together but uh, what was your overall interpretation and impression of last night well i got there right as you had left and um you know I sat with Patrick and Dewey and Fox and, you know, then got the whole rundown from Rufus and said hello to Fezzik because Fezzik just keeps working and all those guys. Um, The prevailing theme is it's interesting because 
the props are out in other places and it's a different dynamic. Um, but there were a couple things that a couple guys really focused on and didn't catch me by surprise. It's just the way the game is supposed to play out. They're going completely opposite of, it. you know, a lot of Rams props unders, um, the kicking props. They just, they're the, the Westgate took a stand, you know, Rexy came out from the back and we started talking about it and he's like, we put up a number. We're not moving it. They're Arbin off the other books. So they played us under on touchbacks and um, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we're going to, we have a big position, you know, when something opens minus 140 and closes the other way, minus 180, that's a lot of bets. That's a lot of limit bets in between. So usual stuff. It was fun. It was good to see everybody. Um, Met Rufus's brother. That was fun. Yeah, he was there working as well. So it was good to see the boys and, uh, you know, hear the stories and and hear what they're doing in other states. That always has me intrigued because this stuff is spreading. And mm. it's, and it's, it's really becoming uh, another option, another real true viable option. You don't have to come here to do this stuff anymore. Yeah, I think there's an interesting look right now because like uh, Rex Rex had the tweet of the night last night. He basically said, if you're in line and you aren't betting a nickel or more, get out of line. (laughs) Like essentially, this is not for you. We're not interested. Like come back. We want your action at some point, but not now. Like not, right. not, or not right now. Like we're, we're, we're really busy and, and, and you're holding up the line and we need to see. And my, my father-in-law was just like, he thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like watching these guys bet $2,000 on a prop. He was just like, wait, what? Yeah. He thought the packet was like the greatest thing. He's going to bring that back to Boston. He's like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is a souvenir to have this. Like, he's like every one of these bets, they'd take two grand on. Like, yeah. Every single one of these bets, they would take $2,000 max right yeah. now. Yeah. He's like, even like he was like looking at different like the cross sports ones and like, you know, there were some like um, you can bet the total of a college basketball game that we played on Sunday versus it was laying like minus five and a half points versus Joe Mixon rushing yards. And he was just like, wait, how does that, that doesn't make any sense. And I was just like trying to explain to him like the different things you can do with this and some of them. But the question that I would have to you, Dave is, is there a prop you saw last night that you would play for 2K if I gave you $2,000 and say, give me a prop? Nope. Not yet. No, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, it, there's an interesting take on, um, I mean, you know, I sat with Rufus and watched a little bit of, you know, he opened the computer up and showed me this and why this should be this and what the percentage of this happening is versus what the line is and why it's a good bet. And I'm just like, okay, you know, that sounds good, but would I go and pony up two dimes on it? No, I would not. Um, you know, we, we, we rehash the safety. Um, they, they can't believe what three safeties in a row did for the price because you always had to lay double digits minus, you know, minus 1400 minus 1200. That was, minimal. it was, it's not now, you know, they, they bet that. 
No, 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 no. They bet no. They bet oh, okay, no. so what? So what is it now? It was eleven hundred last night. I didn't even look. I didn't okay, even, it's just that standard operating procedure. They just play that. So, I mean, the one that you can pretty much count on is is the shortest touchdown is will be under one and a half yards. Yards, yeah. Uh-huh. That's that's a staple every year. I yeah, mean, right. if you want one that it's not really exciting, but it always happens. And now in this era of pass interference in the end zone. Both teams most likely will have a crack at a one-yard touchdown. So there'll be a one-yard touchdown. And the price is starting to get a little bit steep. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I left the packet downstairs. Um, but that's that's one that I know I would probably bet on. Um, I, I mean, the safety prop, I mean, it's minus 1100 You're betting two grand. you are not winning a lot of money by laying minus 1100 on a $2,000 bet. No. So that's always the one that I found to be interesting on that. But. They do it. Those I bet it. it. I mean, I, I, if, if I was going to put 2K down, that's that's a bet I would make. And then because I don't see a safety. I mean, it's just it's so rare anyway in a football game to have a safety to have a, have a an NFL Super Bowl game with a safety is equally. It, it's happened, but it happens so irregularly. So if I was going to bet a, if I had 2K as to what I think I'm going to lay down on the return just isn't really all that enticing. You know, it's it's OK. It's not great. Oh, you got to lay twenty two hundred to win two hundred dollars, right? <laughs> so it's like, I mean, you know, if you're laying twenty two thousand to win two dimes, I mean, that's now you got to sweat whether you're going to have a car or not. Like, you know, right. I mean, whether there's going to be a safety, it's an uncomfortable bet. So, there, no, there's some, and, and I got to go through the crossboard props. I love the crossboard props because it's like a lot of times, like even talking to Rexy, you got to kind of anticipate what the line's going to be. Right. You don't even know what the line's going to be in a game where you have matched up with like that Joe Mixon rushing yards. Yes. You have much more of an idea what that's going to be, but you can speculate what the total is going to be in that basketball game. I, I saw one that I that was really interesting. It was, oh, shucks. It was number of touchdowns scored by the Bengals. Okay. Against, um, Darn it! I, I, it's upstairs, and I. So I'm what was it? Three and a half. It was. It was just basically. It was minus a half. The 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 the, the basketball prop was favored by minus a half. It was like right. it was pretty confident. It, it was going to be like it was like number of three pointers hit by it wasn't Curry but somebody else. Somebody on Sunday. plays on Sunday. Yeah, someone plays on Sunday, which on average would have been four. Oh, I, that's what I wanted to ask you. So the the Westgate did points in the first four and a half minutes, five and a half minutes. Seven and a half minutes. Ooh. What's the six and a half? Why is six and a half significant? Because they skipped over it. Well, because everyone does six and a half. Why? I don't know. That's always been one of that. That's been the that's been the number. It's 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 always been there's there's usually a score in the first quarter by the eight and a half minute mark of the first quarter. It's just it's just always been like ever since hmm. I started doing it, that was always the the it was just under the 10 minute mark. So it was five and a half minutes or six and a half minutes. And everybody kind of defaulted to six and a half minutes. It might have been because that's what they started doing and everybody okay. copied it, you know, for years. I mean, they were the originators of all this stuff. You know, that was literally, you know, those guys, Jay and and Ed and Jeff and uh, just putting it together. And as long as I can remember, it was six and a half minutes. It's kind of a random number. But if you go look at scoring in the first quarter, 
especially the Super Bowl, the high watermark when there's a score in the first quarter is right around that number. It's interesting. So you could bet plus 260, I think it is, for a score in the first four and a half minutes. Plus, I think it was 130 for a score in the first five and a half minutes. And then minus 160 for a score, yes, inside the first seven and a half minutes. Wow. Which I thought of all the things I was switching through, I was like, that's interesting. So what they're telling me is that a score happens in the first six and a half minutes. So do I, do I get a score in the first five and a half minutes and take the plus money or do I take potentially the early and say, okay, I think I could get a, you know, kickoff return three points on the opening drive from the Rams. Say the Rams get the ball first. Can the Rams go down there on a quick three minute drive, kick a field goal. And I cash a plus two sixty bet. That's, but them leaving themselves a two minute window leaves them a little more opportunity, you know, rather than doing it four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, and seven and a half. Now they have some wiggle room with that two minute thing. I I like that actually as as the book, um, you give yourself um, a little bit of a shot to to scoop it there. Um, because if it doesn't happen before it's for seven and a half minutes, that's not that expensive to go ahead and bet that, right? That's, that's not overly expensive. Surprised to see that not be the price today. <laughs> Actually, that, that might be the price on the sheet, but I'm sure that somebody found that one too and played it. Um, the yes, and probably laid it because again, it's a common thing to happen. And like you said, I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to log on after the show here and see that be minus 200. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That, that would seem a little bit more on the, on the level. If we have, if you got to go, you got to lay $2. Like, that's all I was like, I was like, I bet that yeah. like, that's not, that's not a hard, that's not a hard thing to, to, to lay at minus 160 on that. I just thought it was interesting. I was like, so, cause I was explaining like my father in law was asking me like, how did they find these numbers? Like, where do they come up with all these numbers? And I'm like, well, they have math formulas and algorithms basically say that the majority of scoring is happening at the six and a half minute mark. So they're just going to skip over that. (laughs) And they're going to say, do you want over or under is going to happen more or less. And you can bet, you know, it's pretty heavily juiced on the no for four and a half and not heavily juiced, but it's like minus 140 or was minus 140, minus 150 on the no for five and a half. Right. But then if you wanted to say no at seven and a half, then it goes to plus money on the no. It's minus 160. I think it was like plus 140 or 50 somewhere on the other side yeah. for them not to have a score in the first seven and a half minutes. And I was like, okay, that's that's interesting that, that that was a prop that, that I, I, I found some value. I, I was said, okay, if I was going to bet $2,000, I probably would bet 2k on the minus 160 to say yes to scoring in the first, you know, seven and a half minutes of, of the game. If you like the over, then yes, you, you, you should bet it. If you like the under, you can take a shot on the, on the plus price there. Mm. No. Um, it, it, there's a, a, a first drive result punt. <laughs> or score that's always a fun one I, I i always you know for years have bet usually both teams to punt mm. taking that opening drive to score a lot of times that's the scripted drive and that's when they get there so a lot of people have a difference of opinion there um it's funny though like like them not doing the six and a half rexy was talking last night about how some of these bets are just strictly arps they're just 
the number's different somewhere else. So they're betting them over there. They're betting the Westgate under. Makes sense. By, by not doing the six and a half, you take away that arm. You know, okay. so I like I like that. Anything you can do to kind of be different and you really see the bets that mean something. Because in a room, as the as the bets come through, I mean, last night it was all via the counter. So, you know, somebody made a bet, it pops up on the risk guy screen. You see it, I see it, you moving it, yes. And then boom, you do it. When it comes on the app, it's a different beast. So right. now you have to, you know, because they're all on the app, I think, live today. I don't, so know, now, I don't know if all of them are all of them live on the app today. Everything well, they, from last night? They they said they were putting them all in today. Wow. Okay. I knew that I knew you had to go this morning because people were asking me when I was there posting pictures of getting questions from people saying like, why isn't this not on the app? I said, tomorrow morning, they'll be on the app, but I don't know if the full menu will be on tomorrow morning and the price won't be the same that it is tonight. <laughs> You're gonna no, get totally that's a lot of them. Yeah. The prices were, I mean, the prices were different an hour later, like drastically different because they took multiple bets, but by not having that six and a half, you prevent that arb. So, um, I, it, I, I like it. I didn't see that last night. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing from the book's perspective. Cause you Let just want, see what, it's hard to be different at this point, man. It's so right. Hard. So they have the parlayable and non parlayable props. And yeah, I mean, they're all up. I mean, everything, everything's up. I mean, field goals in the game at three and a half is an interesting, the under is minus minus one forty on that. Yeah. And I, I, so you see so the kicking props they're they were coming in last night, last night on, on the under. Yeah. The touchbacks on the touchbacks. Yeah, they bet both uh, kickers to have a touchback. When last year, apparently there were no touchbacks because the kicking balls they used were like cement blocks. Huh? Kicked them as deep. I got that from from Tony Diggs on the McAfee show. Pat told him that the ball they're using is different. He came on our podcast. He would know, back. right? I mean, totally I mean, knew Mac, Mac, if he would know, he's the one, he's, he's the kicker. So yeah. he would know. He gave that to us and we were all over it. And then like, you know, Rex said, they, they got him last year on that. So now they raised the, the price on it. And the people that were there last night bet that there's going to be touchbacks like there was in the regular season in the earlier postseason games. But the Super Bowl kicking ball apparently is different. Now, whether they change that this year, like Rex said, if they change it and there's touchbacks, you know, and, and there's multiple touchbacks, we're going to get buried. But if not, we're betting it like they did in it last year, taking a position, we're going to be good. So. so the other question my father-in-law had for you is why and how do they determine what is? <laughs> this is totally subjective. Um you gotta you gotta make the parlayable stuff one the manageable stuff two the stuff that's not correlated so you you, you kind of and now what's going on in the rest of the country is you can parlay pretty much anything with anything so I think they expanded the parlayable options it used to be very little I mean like us at CG we did a parlay card that had twelve I believe items that you could parlay and that was it. We didn't even do parlays with the props. It was just too much to manage. And then you don't always see the exposure and the risk. So I think when I when I saw the packet last night, I even said to Rex, I'm like, wow, you guys are allowing a few more things to be parlayed. And he's like, we have to. That's the business. That's what people want to do. So um, 
Yeah, it's it is good. It's, I mean, it's progress. It's it, and I know from the back end of it, it makes it a little harder to manage. But so what? It's the last football game. Let's manage it as much as we can. Put up as much as we can because we're staring at you know February. That's it. We're staring at February. All these college basketball games. There's 149 college basketball games on Saturday tomorrow. 149. Like that's what your future is on the weekends. Is is all of that trying to manage it? Give me some football props. Put them up. Parlay them. Let's go. We're not on the app yet. So if you're looking to do cross sport betting on the Westgate on the Superbook app, which I'm assuming the Superbook app in New Jersey and other states, Arizona and whatnot, I'm assuming that the, the options are the same by what they said publicly that they would have everything up on the app. So maybe that's why that the cross sports aren't there, but the cross sports were there last night on the packet. They're just not there online. Software is you only have so many characters to put when you put the bet in. So wording the cross sport props is, I, I don't know what this wordle game is. I have no idea. I don't want to know either, but so we'll use, we can't say it's like wordle then it's like Scrabble. You're trying to figure out how many you have like 15 to 18 characters to label a bet. How do you put, you know, Ovechkin shots versus this, that, whatever. It's literally a jigsaw puzzle trying to put it together and get it on the app. So there's no confusion for the better. If you come in a book, you can see what it is. If you get a ticket, you know, you, it's, you have more wiggle room on the app. You have a limitation. So it's not like the other stuff. Like, I mean, the, the other States, you can see, they can type out. I mean, it was one of the first things I noticed when I was looking at other softwares while I was still in the book. I'm like, look how easy this is. Mm. We can type out whatever we want. We can say exactly what the bet is on here. Why can't we do that? Well, that's the way the software was set up. And you're just like, come on. You know, it's funny because as I talked about the options, so here's what you can bet on the app. You can bet a score in the first six and a half minutes. Oh, it's there. Isn't that weird? But that's it. You can't bet four and a half. You can't bet five and a half. You can't bet seven and a half. But on the app, you can bet six and a half. Isn't that a little bit of a, isn't that odd, right? That's weird, right? Yeah, I have to go back and look at the sheets now. Maybe you missed it. Maybe it's user error. Maybe it was there on the sheet. No. I mean, I went through it with my father-in-law. We were looking right at it. I mean, maybe I missed it, but it was literally like, it was in order. It was four and a half, five and a half, seven and a half. So like, they maybe they maybe, they, maybe I missed maybe it and they put it on a different page. The sheet. Maybe they made a mistake on the sheet. That's the other dreaded part of this is like you saw how many of those they had printed. They right. had piles of them and they were handing them out last night. Now they'll put them out at the counter so people will come in and grab 10 of them. We used to I used to lament the loss of trees that we would give away <laughs> at the Super Bowl profit. But why I'm can't like, you bet four and a half, five and a half, seven and a half? Why is it only six and a half? They probably didn't put it in yet. Okay. It, it, it's just, it, it's literally somebody's has been up since 7 a.m. at work, putting these things in, turning them on, putting them in, turning them okay. on, and making sure they're. Because you could do final two minutes of the first half, final three and a half minutes of the game. Will. Final two minutes of the first half price. Will there be yes, minus 310. 310 now. Yeah. Plus 260 on the no. Uh, if you want to score in the first six and a half minutes, even money on the yes, 
and minus 120 on the no. Wow. Which is awkward and odd to me. But again, if you skipped it, three and four and a half, five and a half, seven and a half on the packet, and yet on the on the app, you have six and a half, and it's even money on the yes, where it was plus two six plus two forty plus one sixty, and now even money, and then minus one sixty on the seven and a half. I don't know, man. That just seems to be a little bit of a odd deal, right? Yeah, it's probably on there. I mean, Wouldn't you bet the yes? On the six and a half? Yeah. That there will be a score in the six and a half. I'm surprised the price is even money. Even right. Money. I thought will LA or, the, or since he score? I thought it would be a small minus at that point based on the seven and a half price. So maybe somebody bet it the other way. Or I don't know if that was the opener, but. Uh, I would have assumed that the six and a half under or yes was was the minus coin flip minus one oh two on both sides. Bravo to the Westgate. Yeah, that. that's all it should be. If you're paying more than that, you got to shop around. You can't if you're going to bet the coin flip, which, again, if you want to bet the coin flip, who am I to tell you not to? But 100 percent, you shouldn't be laying more than minus one oh two. You have options. Don't lay minus one fifteen on any coin flip ever. Are you surprised that the the sack number is set at five? Nope, nope, nope. It's time. I mean, for years it was four and a half, and, and, and it just over, 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 over. So, and it, and it falls four or five. I mean, every single year it falls four or five. So just put it on five, and if they're going to bet over and it pushes, that's fine. Um, first impression when you see that number, you want to bet over. Only because of the narrative around the offensive line and Aaron Donald up against the Bengals. Yep. But it's juiced to minus 130 on the over. Right. So you get plus money on the under. So if it's four or five, I lean under and get plus money on it. Well, I can tell you that's where that's where the, the depression quote when you unquote, see that number. and I'll use the air quotes for the video. Um, that's where the smart money's on. I mean, they, they, they bet it under all the time. And I've seen. There's been games where there's been one sack aside or, you know, three and none. Like when Brady played a lot of times for the Patriots, I mean, he didn't get sacked. He got right. hit, but he didn't really yeah. get sacked. So he got rid of the ball. Um, I don't know. Five's a good number. I don't think there's an edge either way. I mean, Burrow's been sacked nine times in a postseason game. Could he get sacked four? And then, you know, they get to Stafford twice and it, and it goes over. Yeah. It could happen. So to recap here, the Westgate has, will the first kickoff by Matt Gay be a touchback? And the no is plus 130. So you're saying you're hearing bet the no with plus money on that? No, the, the, the sharp guys bet the yes. The, the, it will fly. Yeah, they, that's what they bet. But but Rex oh. and the boys think no. They think no. So that's why they, that's why they did. The first so the pros think it's going to happen, and yet the balls were screwed with last year, and it was a no. Correct. Correct. Gay's hurt. By the way, I bring like this up significantly. He's there's no way he's not hurt. This dude missed a 47 yard field goal short. He's the Pro Bowl kicker for the NFC, and he was short on a 47 yard field goal, and he missed extra points last week. Wait, he's not kicking Sunday. You're talking like he's not in the Pro Bowl. No, no, no. But he was. He's not oh, there anymore, oh, oh, obviously. Okay, but he was. Right. He deferred. He's not okay. kicking Sunday, but he's he was the, he would have been the representative for the NFC. Okay. 
So this is an all-pro kicker who was short on a 47-yard kick, and then he missed an extra point last week. I don't think the dude's healthy. I would bet the no 100% on this. 100% plus 130 on the no. Will Matt Gay's first kickoff be a touchback? I'm saying a no on that. Well, they drove. I mean, they drove that 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 way. They had it flipped the other way. I mean, they yeah. bet that it will. And I mean, you know, I'm a book guy. I, I heard what Rexy said, and I know what Tone told me last year. And 100% we're going to talk to him while we're out there. And, you know, if we have to talk to Pat ourselves, we will, mm. um, you know, because he'll know. Right. Somebody will tell him or he'll he'll have an idea about those kicking balls again because he was adamant. He was adamant on a show about it last year. And, and we had Tony on the podcast and Tony reminded me of it. And I was like, geez, I'm betting that myself. It was great <laughs> because it was the opening kickoff. <laughs> and a guy caught it like on a goal line. Now, think about this. When you're receiving the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl, all of them lights are flashing, that ball's up in the air. Are you catching it and downing it? Or are no. you catching it and going? You're going. You're going. Absolutely. It might be your only time. It might be your only That's one it. time to run it out, right? It might be your only chance to actually touch the ball in the entire game. Yeah. So, then, you know, you go to the sideline and coach says, man, what are you doing? You're supposed to take a knee. Oh, sorry, coach. I, I was ready. I thought I was ready to go. Like, I, was, I was running out. Like, I'm running out the Super Bowl. Are you nuts? Catching that thing and running. Let's go. So what about... McPherson's kick to be a touchback. His first kickoff, same price, plus 130 on the no, minus 150 on the yes. You like him to kick it deep? Wow, they bet that. That That's even higher. His his leg is stronger than Gay's. Of course. That's why they bet it. That's why they bet it again. Yeah. Yeah. He said they bet both of those. So I can see a yes. I would bet yes. I'd lay the 150 on McPherson to a yes. I think McPherson does have a touchback in his first kick. I just don't think Matt Gay's healthy so I, I i think you'd have i think i'd take the plus money on the mat on the no I, i'd bet no probably on both but i would lean i, I don't hate the minus 150 on mcpherson right yeah, yeah there's yes. a number i think yeah, number of touchbacks is like five and a half or something it's like um, three i mean or something i i can't remember i gotta i i have it i'll take it with me i'll have it in a room and stuff and we'll mark mm-hmm. it up and we'll have you know different Things and we'll be able to check the prices while we're out there. You can't, you can do everything but actually, you know, submit the bet. So we'll be able to look at all the numbers. You realize I have to make all of my bets on Tuesday for Sunday. Why? Wow, you'll be back. You could do it Friday night, Saturday. Oh, that's true. I could. I guess I'll be back on Friday. I'll be back to do it before. Yeah. You don't have to do, I mean, you can, but you, I mean, with this, this, this was a discussion yesterday. Like, is it an advantage betting these things yesterday or would you rather wait? I mean, you, you have a decision to make. If you say you weren't coming back till Sunday, Sunday, right. You feel comfortable well, making the bets on Tuesday? No, absolutely. I never, I'm never comfortable making bets a week out. I don't care what, I don't care what the sport is. Right. I'm never comfortable making a bet that far ahead. Just simply because I'm not, I just, I think so many things can happen in the world that affects things and changes, changes things that just, I like as much information as possible and I'll pay a steeper price right. if I have to, to get those numbers. I mean, I bet overnight, so I'm used to numbers I moving never, on me. <laughs> it's kind of a common occurrence for what, me to have numbers or one thing when I bet it. And then before the game goes off, oh, whoops, that number is totally not what I thought it was going to be type of thing. 
So I'm used to that. So that's, that's why I'm comfortable waiting. I get why the guys came in and bet those numbers because they want their algorithm, their models tell them that these numbers are wrong. So we take it now yes. before it gets sharpened, which makes total sense. It's, it's a game between the book and the pro and why it's why I love showing my father-in-law that game last night, because I was explaining to him the line making process. And you've done a great job of teaching me through that whole over the last three, four years about the idea of like the books put up this blob of clay and the chisel and hammer come out with the sports with the with the pros and they basically chisel out what will ultimately be a statue that will be handed to the public and saying what do you want to do with it exactly <laughs> it's up to you yep. do you want to display this or do you want to throw it in the trash I mean, like what's your what's your thought on on the sculpture so i always say like the number that you bet frank what you're betting is not the number that these guys are going to be betting right now nope no but sometimes you are betting a better number like that's the thing. Yes. Like if you yeah. like the opposite of what they have already bet, you're going to get a better number than the sheet. And I, it's so funny because we never change the sheets. You, you always like the keep number the that you bet, sheet. Frank. For, what you're betting is not the number that these guys anymore. are going to well, be this betting right the now. On the sheet. Nope. The sheet. No, but sometimes you are betting a better. Like, well, why don't you update like, that? That's the thing. Agreed. Like okay, so if you do update them, bet, a lot of people want to know what that opening number sheet. was, and I and it's so don't funny have that information if you we never change the sheets. So we, we had to weigh bet, that, Frank, and it was much bet. easier to not it's update not them and then explain to someone. Plus, work prices on the board and in the window. But I hate the sheets. The sheets, I as as a new school better who did not grow up with the sheets, who grew up in the digital world who grew up in the illegal markets, who grew up, you know, with things constantly changing. I I never had a daily racing form. I never needed any of that stuff. I never bet like that. I have no need for the, for the sheets at all. And the old school people are like, Oh man, I need that paper tickets. You can have paper tickets. I don't need a paper ticket. I don't need a paper trail. I'm good. You know, I don't, I don't care what people see for my wagers. I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, move money here. I don't care if you're wondering like, oh, Matt, you bet a hundred dollars on that. You know, what, what, eh. like none of that. I don't worry about that stuff. Like that's not, that's not my bag. Okay. I'm not worried about that. I no so I don't need the tickets or the old school approach or the daily racing form. Just give it to me up to date. Give me the most logical or the most up to date number. Like what am I betting into? Versus what it was, or you need I, that sheet to know that I know, but you can easily find a way. Like th- that's part of the book, the developments of these applications. What pisses me off about the books right now is because we are in this technological age, and the books are still operating like it's nineteen or two thousand five with these applications. Like the fact that the software is limited is is absolutely a joke in my mind. Like yeah. this is a billion dollar organization operation that we're talking about here. We have people betting a hundred thousand mattress Mac made twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets last night. Twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets. That is stupid. Okay. You're going to take a four point five million dollar bet for mattress Mac in Louisiana. The fact that the software couldn't handle it, that the max bet on the software is two hundred thousand. And by the way, they never moved the number. It was plus 170 at the first 200K and it was plus 170 at the last 200K that he placed because the book was allowing him to do this. Caesars wanted that book, wanted that bet to be placed in Louisiana for that very reason. But this is 2022. Like, what are we doing? Why are we dealing with such archaic software? Good question. <laughs> like, I mean, what are we doing? It was, it was tough. I mean, I, I remember when we typed 
you know, the million dollar bet. Like it was, we had to, we didn't even know if we could do it. And it's just one of those things like you kind of just do it to get the bet taken. But is there a better way? Of course, there should be. Um, you find it interesting they sent him to Louisiana to do it. They could have sent him to any property uh, to do it. I don't know. They well, well, they put him on there for a reason. So, yeah. So there's there's that on it that. It bumps up the Louisiana. Things, like just Absolutely. And it highlights that they're live in Louisiana. Exactly. It, it gives them the attention that they're looking for for Louisiana. Right. That's that's ultimately what they what what they're after. Four point five million dollars is not a bet, by the way, for Mattress Mac. It is a position to offset the contest he is running. So before everybody goes, wow, he bet four point five million. No, he's not. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, he's going to owe his customers four point five million dollars. So, or sorry, the Rams win. So it's just basically no, no Bengals. Sorry, that's why he bet. He bet the Bengals. Right. So there we go. So then. Yeah. So he pays them with the bet money. Right. That's and he he comes off he, he wants the Bengals to win because he pays them with the bet money and then his customers get free stuff. Exactly. So no, yeah. they, 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 that was a contest that he's running for the Bengals to win it all, which makes a total makes a lot of sense. Now, if the Rams win, he gets all that. You have, you have to spend three thousand dollars in yeah. furniture, yeah, to be eligible for the for the promotion that he ran for the Super Bowl. He started doing it with just the Astros, and now he's he's you know. Um, expanded it <laughs> expanded a couple different promotions with you know um the super bowl i believe he did it with march badness as well um but the problem that i've got with it yeah. the problem that i think everyone will have with it is that we never know what the incentives he's getting from each book he goes book shopping with this money oh. so he goes to DraftKings and he goes to FanDuel and he goes to caesars and he goes to the books and he says i want to get down i want to bet this what will you give me if I come here? And that's why he flew to Colorado to make the Astros bets with DraftKings. His DraftKings was going to incentivize him and give him things in Colorado. Tax rate as well comes into play. And then now he just drives over. He said he drove over to Louisiana, crossed the state line, opened the Caesars app, and made $2,200,000 bets. $2,200,000 bets to, to get to 4.5 million. I'll never forget when he came. Uh, he and we got the call. We were in the risk room. Mattress uh, Mac wants to bet that the Astros to win the World Series. Really? What's he want to bet? million dollars. And What year? Um, 2018, I think it was. 2019. Okay. was one of the two. And we were like, okay. And then there was some phone calls with higher ups and I don't know what was being discussed and all this stuff. And we were like, we're going to blow the whole position. We, we've managed the futures all the way to the end. And now do we want to blow the whole position? We're going to, the entire year bankroll is gone. We have a position on the Astros. We have a position on the Dodgers. We're going to win. Or we're going to win. Now, do you want to gamble? Do you want to give them the price? Do you want to do it? And, I mean, the discussions that went back and forth, I mean, you know, they asked my opinion. I was like, no. We booked this for a reason like this. I, right. I mean, do you want to gamble that they're going to lose? That's fine. We can. But I wouldn't. I mean, you're trying to, you know, manage risk and you're trying to make money. 
He didn't do it. So ultimately, he went somewhere else, and he ended up going to get in his bed at majority of the bet at Circa. He had to do multiple bets right. in Vegas, and he never came back. There's no, there was no interest because because now he has other options, and like you said, there's probably a lot of other things going on. That the he's incentives, yeah. and no one reports on the incentives, but because yeah. the books don't report that, they just report the bet, not the incentives. Right? How did they get the bet from yeah. Mattress Mac? It's not just 4.5 mil; it's a whole other litany of things he's getting for those bets. But, okay. Right. Plenty of time next week to get into all the Super Bowl and props and everything else. Uh, yep. Let's go through some other topics quickly. The Suns, well, Dave, we said it last night. Atlanta wasn't going to be the team that was going to stop the streak, and they were. Atlanta yep. gets a victory. Right now. And Atlanta, I don't want to dare say they got right, but they are They are back. Like they are I back agreed. being – a very good team at home, a formidable opponent on the road, somebody who might make noise in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they were not that a month ago, two months ago maybe, but um, their streaks have to end somewhere. And Atlanta played a great game. I was I, I, I took in-game. I took Phoenix. I took the Suns plus 11-and-a-half. Mm. I was watching the game, and I saw 11-and-a-half. I said, that's got to be the top. Give me 11-and-a-half. And then I – I laid, I tried to middle it and laid, what did it fall? It fell nine? Ten, I thought, but nine sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I think it was nine. But I also had Phoenix plus six and a half in that last that last bucket to fall nine. Hurt you. It hurt the middle. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's amazing because you got the, you know, Phoenix at one point plus eleven and a half. Yeah, I, I got hit twice in that game. I, I took minus five, and then I took minus two in the second half because they made, they went on the run at the end of the first half yes. and cut it from ten to three. Yes, and I was like, all right, let's roll here. I mean, minus two, they're great in the second quarter. In the second half, they're great in the fourth quarter. I was waiting for that scene, that Phoenix run in the second half. It didn't get there, but you know, I was fortunate enough. We had I had Arizona on the other side, so. Another, I went one and one with my Wisconsin day, and I went one and one with my Arizona day with yeah. the Wildcats and the Suns. So I kind of split. Uh, I split on both. Okay, so this next story is a little complicated and a little nuanced, but this is this is wild to me. Okay, Auburn is getting ready to fire their head coach Brian Harson. There's been a mass exodus of players and coaches and the signing day uh, actual recruiting class was horrific. Brian Harson told ESPN during a lengthy interview on Thursday night, I am the Auburn coach and that's how I'm operating every day. I want this thing to work. And I've told our players and told everyone else, there is no plan B. I'm not planning on going anywhere. This was and is the job. That's why I left the one I was in, Boise State to come here and to make a championship program and leave it better than I found it. This dude is dealing with staff and university officials are wondering why 20 players and five assistant coaches have now left this program. Mm. They go through this entire article on ESPN right now without mentioning the story that everyone else is talking about. The story that no one's talking about publicly that the internet is a blaze with is that Brian Harson brought a 2019 graduate from Boise State with him to Auburn 
to become essentially the secretary of football. She's the director of football, something of whatever you want to call it. She travels with the team. Mm. The internet sleuths out there have found out that Brian Harsin's wife is no longer following Brian Harsin on, on Instagram. Yeah. They also know that this young female is now being associated as being the other woman in this relationship going on. And the wife may be the one and the coaches got a wind of this and said, wait a minute, you were dating a student at Boise state. Who's not your wife. And now she comes with you to Auburn. You're on the planes and nobody wants to be around this program. Nobody likes you. And what were you doing in the shadows here? This is so loud. This hit me last night with two of my Alabama people texting me saying, Brian Harson's getting fired, and here is why. And they showed me a picture of the 22-year-old. And I went, come off of it. So then I started fooling around, going on the internet, looking, and it's like not even like a quiet secret that this is going on. But the media is not talking about it, and Auburn's not talking about it, because Auburn's trying to fire him for cause, because they don't want to have to pay this guy. This is a mess, Dave. This is, if it wasn't for the destruction of a family and a football program, I think this is the great, this is one of the greatest stories of the week. Like, I just love this story because I can't imagine the logic going through this dude's brain, obviously not that brain, and he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, okay? <laughs> he's thinking with the wrong part of his body, clearly, and this Maybe. dude's going to lose millions of dollars over it. Um, we were texting last night and it warranted a phone call. I was like, <laughs> at 11 o'clock <laughs> I was yeah it was late I was like what is this what tell me this and you know tell me this story and you did and I was like my first reaction was where are the grown-ups <laughs> like where what what's going on like how did nobody know this um I can't believe it it's a soap opera but a real life soap opera and I mean you told me you, you gave me the the, the social media accounts nothing's closed it's all right there like i can't believe it i I have three daughters and i'm just like i i I coach kids that are all they're almost the same age and i'm thinking this can't be this can't be like this this, is this for real real and it looks for real real and um it's hard enough to find somebody to go coach at auburn it's tough it's a tough gig to go like you said uh, be in the same state as Saban in Alabama. And um, I can't imagine what's going on in those offices today. Oh, my. I cannot imagine. If they if he's fired without cause, they owe him $18.3 million. 70% of the money remaining on, a fi- on five years left on his contract. I mean. <laughs> so isn't that the problem? Like how you can get all this guaranteed money. You can do whatever you want. Like that's, that's the thing. I think that we have to kind of look at with these, with these contracts and these, these coaches. I mean, you can just pick up and leave whenever you want. There's a buyout. They'll buy out. They'll pay to buy out. You, you want to bring. Well, Auburn's got it. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, $17 million to Auburn. If they really want him gone to the boosters for Auburn, this is not that much money. They can find that money. They don't want to pay it, but they'll pay it if they have to. If this dude is, I mean, if they find out that this guy, because it's hard to fire somebody for cause for cheating on your wife, even if it's 
someone who you were seeing as a student at Boise. That's more of a Boise problem than an Auburn problem. So he hired her. Somebody, the athletic director said yes, obviously, right? She's on the payroll. Right. She's on the payroll. She's an Auburn employee. So like, I don't know what the, what the laws are or the rules at Auburn for inter-employee dating, but it happens on every college campus. I mean, that just happens, right? I mean, you know, just, it's just, that's life. How Things happen. Old? I think he's upper forties. I think he's like 48, 49. And she's 22. Man, oh man. But it's not the first time that's happened. It's not like it's a, it's like a, it's like a rarity. It's just that at a place like Auburn where, you know, you it's in the Bible belt and there's a lot of people that believe the football coach needs to be like this upstanding person that you know, you're educating young people and people are looking up to you. The Auburn coach is the second most popular person in the States. The Alabama coach is the first most popular person in the States. <laughs> and so, you know, you're, you have a lot of eyeballs on you everywhere you go. That's why it's so like, wait, what were you doing? <laughs> like on the road, like you, she, this girl went on the road with them. Like she had a reason to be on the road with them, but it was just, it was very, very convenient that this is how it all kind of was put together by him. Do you think like there's people, there's probably people today like looking for sideline footage and hundred percent all this stuff. Like, well, remember the whole Clinton. Yeah. Remember the Clinton thing when they were looking to find where Monica Lewinsky was. And they finally found that, that handshake line where they had the final, the show, the shot of the two of them. And there wasn't many photos or pictures or video of Lewinsky and Bill Clinton, but that's the shot you saw over and over again, because you had that one moment. So absolutely. If there's a moment where he's like hugging her or, you know, high-fiving or something. Yeah. Absolutely. That's going to be out. Absolutely. That'll be the thing that we see consistently. I mean, her, her Twitter account is all these pictures for basketball and for football and all these different, you know, her being out. And then her Instagram account is like, Whoa, (laughs) like her Twitter account is one thing, but her Instagram, her Instagram looks like a 22 year old's Instagram account. And those are the pictures everyone's running with short skirts, Uh, small dresses. Like, well, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 um, it's one of those ones where, like, I, I I tell the kids all the time, this stuff is forever. So if you're gonna post something, you you have to be good with it being there forever or being found. And there doesn't look like there's much restriction on on the Instagram account. There's just kind of you know it's pretty out there. And it's like, do you understand what's coming down the road here? I don't know. She didn't. There's no way when you were 22 years old, if you're dating a married man who is the most powerful person on campus. I mean, like you're untouchable, like legitimately she's untouchable. Like she, she, she knew she was untouchable. So like her life isn't I mean, she's going to lose this cush job. She's probably getting paid like six figures. So she'll lose the cush job. She'll, I mean, I, I don't know how he feels about her. I don't think if he's going to leave his wife for a 22 year old or not, but Brian Harson, if he gets fired over this, I mean, he get 20 players are, have left. Five coaches have left. His wife is clearly not happy with him and mad about it. And probably because she was fine with it until her nose got pushed into it. And then it's like, okay, now I'm embarrassed. So there's no way that she, I mean, I don't know, maybe she didn't, but you know, how do you justify, Hey hon, I'm hiring the 22 year old student that I was close with at Boise. She's coming with us. She's moving literally 3000 miles away with us. And she's going to be working with me every day. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if I'm the AD and like, well, what, what's the qualifications? Like, what, what, why, what, who's, who's this? Like, you, what did he say? 
What did he say? Well, what that's I- the thing though. These guys are so powerful that you don't say anything. You just rubber stamp it. You just go, yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. What do you need? What do you need? I, this is what I want here. She's going to do this. He's going to do that. Okay. Just one, just a name, just a number. You know, it's not like no one's, no one's really vetting this to what the football coach is in charge of running the football program. So if he says, I'm giving this job to somebody, it's on him. Like the AD is going to say, okay, it's on you. <laughs> and you know, Ooh. worked out well for him <laughs> in some ways. Just thinking about the offices there right now, what they're trying to do, like trying to, there's probably lawyers telling them what to do. You can't do this. You can't say this. And then they're trying to figure out, you know, to get them for the cause. So they don't. Have yeah, to pay they need money. evidence. Right. I mean, they, they're going to need evidence. <laughs> That's what they're, they, doing, they, right? they, they're trying to find some evidence <laughs> that they can they could go to court with to oh. say, we're not paying you 18 million because the second he said they say we're not paying you, we're firing you with cause. He's countersuing. You're in court. And he's saying, I never had any relationship with this woman. You need to prove that I ever, you know, I hired her. I was friends. I mentored her. All the stuff you're talking about never happened. Okay. Oh, yeah. How do you make That's it why it's messy. Way? That's why they're not bringing it up. They're instead trying to fire him for things that he did to the football team. So right. like, were you abusive to your players? Were you abusive to your coaches? Did you do something? Were you racially insensitive? Did you use a word you weren't supposed to? Like, can we catch you on something other than the fact that you were sleeping with the secretary? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I just don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I just, I'm, I'm, I can't imagine. And then, like you said, that's down there. Like that's not, that's not, you know, LA. That's not. No, like that's said, bad news. That is down there. That's, that's, there's, there's going to be a lot of ramifications of that. Oh yeah. And look, the AD may not survive it. Like that's the problem. It's not just the coach goes down. Everyone could go down. So the problem that you've got if you work there in the offices, it's how do I save my own skin? Right. Everybody's everybody's running for the life life jacket yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. It's the Titanic right now. That's it. And, and, and Alabama fans are laughing their asses off. Like Bama fans, there's no fan base that likes this story more than Alabama fans this morning. They are in love with this story because they are, there's no retort to it. Like Nothing. you're an Auburn fan. You can't fight back on this. Nothing. <laughs> can't even say war eagle. Nope. You big almost big. beat us. Okay. You almost beat us, but oh. yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Is guy you, season? how about that? Yes. hundred percent for Auburn. Team? Yeah. The number one, the number one team, the, the number one team in the country. They're yeah, all in basketball. basketball. Oh yeah. They're like, let's go basketball. Uh, okay. So the Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam has decided to fire back at Hugh Jackson's claim that he was offered money to lose. Haslam has said that Jackson has never accepted blame for one thing and that the claim he paid Jackson to lose games is an absolute falsehood. Quote, Hugh Jackson has never accepted any responsibility for our record during that time period. He's been masterful at pointing fingers, but never accepting any blame. I have accepted a ton of blame and rightfully so. What on earth is Haslam trying to do here? This going on the offense, right? Why? I mean, what what is the what is the recourse? He's going to say, "Okay, oh, hey, you got me." I don't know. You you just you like I don't know like doubt protest too much type of thing. Like, what are you doing? Like, just I would just say, never happened, and move on. By firing back like this, to me, I think you keep it in the news. 
Of course. But do again, you want it in the news? If you're the Browns, do you want this in the news? No. <laughs> so then what are you doing taking the bait? Because these guys have that. Egos. Yes. They can't be told anything. So this guy, you know, may or may not be telling the truth, but he's not going to, he's not going to say that about me. I'm going to, I'm going to say this about him and, you know, starts talking and there's nobody in the room to go, Hey, Jimmy, just, 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 just listen. Yeah. Right now is not the time. Like let this thing just simmer, just say it didn't happen and we'll let it go at that. You don't need to go and do all this. There's nobody to tell these guys that you can't, you can't tell people like that sometimes. So again, this thing is going to play out. I, I just can't, I can't believe it's going to get to this point. And now, you know, it's so convoluted. There's so many layers to the whole thing. I'm not even talking about, you know, the hiring practices and all that. Paying somebody to lose games, man, and it's the boss, it's the owner, right? Some some real issues that that that, that have to be discussed, like and that are going to come out in all of this. Does anyone want this to come out? Like it's already no. out, but no. like we can't go deeper on this, right? They don't want anyone to go deeper on this. <laughs> they wanted to go away, but this is not making it go away. Nope. I will watch that story for sure. All right. Jaguars are hiring Doug Peterson of Philadelphia Eagles fame. He took Carson Wentz's team and found Nick Foles to go win a Super Bowl against my Patriots. How do you feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars now bringing him in to mentor Trevor Lawrence? Doug Peterson took down the Patriots. He's all right in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. Um, Philly special. Yeah. It's a, hey, it's a good hire. Right, and feel like it's it, it's a grown up. It's a guy who's done it. It's a guy who played. It's got like, at, and it's a quarterback whisperer. I think it's a guy that's going to help Lawrence immediately. Now he can't block. He can't. He, he can't be on offensive line, but I think he can be a stabilizing force. Right, for Jacksonville, which is what they need right now because. After that mess of a bad experiment of the Urban Meyer thing, that it has to be um, a proven, I think, somebody who can gain the trust back of the room, of the mm, players. I agree with that. Has to By the be. way, don't yell at Matt for that. I misspelled it. It's, it's with a D, not a T. That's my fault. I misspelled that when I sent that on the rundown this morning. It's Doug P. Derson, not Pete person oh, that's my fault okay. that's my that, that's my spelling mistake on that but i i do like it, it, it based upon who they were looking at otherwise i don't necessarily oh look, look at that quick nice job look at that fast little on the fly edit by matt farah love it uh i don't if it was just like three weeks ago if this hire happened i would be like really another retread but given the fact that there are fewer and fewer coaches that could actually do the job in my mind available given their pick. I don't hate it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, it does. I mean, and again, I don't know if you can judge. I mean, I remember when Mike Tomlin got hired, everybody in Pittsburgh was like, who, what, why? Like this guy's replacing cower. And so for the coordinators getting hired, you don't really know. I mean, you only have a, a, a limited basis of what they did and who they were with. And these guys are all getting 
hired from successful. Nobody hires, you know, the Jacksonville OC. Right. They hire the teams that that put up results and, you know, had the best defenses, and that's who gets the jobs. When you get a guy like Peterson at this point for Jacksonville, I think it's a good hire. Hmm. I like it. I, I think it's an okay hire. All right. So we have the NHL All Star Skills Competition tonight, but it's at four thirty our time. Correct. Well, seven thirty Eastern. That's you know that's well, where we're it is all on the West Coast. Like this is one of those things I talk about. Like when we do, you know, there's baseball games and they got to start them for the East Coast, but. Getting down there at four thirty is not easy. No, it's rush hour. It's the strip. It's no, it's not easy at all to do. But they're going to be on the Bellagio fountains. I'll gladly watch this on TV. I have no problem with this. But for Saturday or Sunday, which is a better thing to bet on: the NHL All Star Game or the NFL Pro Bowl? I saw this in the rundown, and my first reaction was neither. Are okay, that can be that can be an answer. You can say neither. Yeah. You can say neither. That's fine. Um. I mean, I guess the thing that you would be betting on that would most closely resemble an actual game of the sport is the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Betting the NHL All-Star game is a fun bet. Um, it's insane, though. It's crazy. You yeah, just the the rules it. are all over the place. It's, like it's, it's just it's hard to understand yes. for, to make numbers and actually offer bets on. So the Pro Bowl is still there's side total. There'll be props, I guess. I, I'm glad I don't have to do props for that stuff. Like <laughs> another reason, add to the million reasons why I'm glad I'm not in the risk group. <laughs> come, come to work Saturday. Hey, put up props for the Pro Bowl tomorrow. What? Wait a second. Give that to the new guy. I don't want to do that. Mm. But at least you get that side total. Do you think there's an edge in the Pro Bowl? I mean, it's AFC is a small favorite. I saw it this morning. It's isn't it? Yeah. Don't you just bet under? Isn't under the bet in the Pro Bowl? It used to be. Right? I, I always yeah. heard that was the bet. Just bet the bet the under in the Pro Bowl. But it's 62. Right. Too low? No, that's alarmingly high. Right. That's what I thought. To bet the under. <laughs> no, well, no, but like I didn't even know how they came up with that number. Like usually it's in the 40s because it's, it's a dead under. But maybe what now they know that. They're gonna hardly tackle again because it got it got silly where the game right. was, you know, 45, 42, and nobody was tackling anybody. I mean, they weren't even playing two-hand touch. They right. were literally holding guys up. Right. And saying, all right, you're down. But you didn't put them on the ground. You didn't right. even try to hit them. So I'm thinking with that number over. Really? Over. Yeah. Boy. That's interesting. Are you going to bet it? You're not going to bet it, are you? What the hell? What What am I going to bet on this weekend? There's 149 that's a, that's, college basketball games tomorrow. You can on Saturday. Yeah. But what's on Sunday? I didn't look. At the, the nothing. Head. There's nothing. It's it's the Pro Bowl and there's a couple of NBA games. There's no hockey. Okay. There's just nothing. It's just, there's just nothing to bet on. It's just Sunday is, is as barren of a desert betting day as we've had in a while. And there's just like, you know, to get ready for the Super Bowl, there's just not a lot of stuff going on. So you can bet some college games if you want, or, you know, bet some NBA games if you want, but poof, not, not a attractive situation on Tuesday. Three ish. Oh, okay. Why? Giannis plays the Lakers Tuesday night. Staples. Whoa. If we get on the road a little sooner, maybe we can 
It might be cool to see Giannis in person. No, it's I don't hell think yeah. Okay, but I'm I'm in. Something to keep in mind for are us. We pulling strings. Who are we who are we getting tickets uh, for? Well, I'm gonna text you that. We'll discuss right. that later. But all right, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm, I I can. We can leave. I mean, shoot, we we can leave right after the show. Technically, I mean, I can. I I was just trying to time it so I don't hit L.A. at five. That was my concern. That like. Cause I can, yeah, I can, I can, I can get to the outskirts of LA. I can get to the outskirts in three hours, three, three and a half hours. Man, you drive fast. So I, I, so, so I can, I can get out there and then, um, <laughs> Neil says, just take the day off. Neil doesn't know what I do for the other, my other job. <laughs> there is no taking a day off for the other job. There's no days off. It's literally <laughs> living the, the, the Belichick mantra. Yes. No 600, days. 600 consecutive days of betting. So yeah, there's, there are no days off. Sorry. I I, I wish I could say, yeah, I'll take a day off. Nope. There is no day off for me to take off from betting. So I can't do that. So that's not how it works. <laughs> um, so the, the, Neil says it's the degenerate versus the book. So yeah. But, <laughs> Pretty much, that's kind of what it is. But I have no choice. In I'm paid to bet. Just FYI, I get paid to make these bets. Right. So it's not like Matt's a, a sick person. Matt, Matt is paid to make these wagers. Um, but no, I'm game. I'm like, let's do it. Uh, let's let's go. Let's 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 figure that out. I, it's all right. We'll get done. We'll figure that out. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna skip ahead here. We'll we'll skip the Arizona story, Brooke. Well, I, I'm just, just real quick. Do you see the, the Arizona kid that got arrested last night after the UCLA game? Did you see what he did? Yeah, he spit at the crowd. It's one of the most. I I, I just can't tolerate it. Like, there's arrestable not, offense. That's an arrestable offense. I don't know. Maybe it is in Arizona. No, he, know, he's but, being charged with assault. He's being charged with you know it, it, he's being he's being arrested. This redshirt freshman Mac Etienne is being arrested or was arrested after the game. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman out for the year with a knee injury, four-star player. He was get arrested. He was arrested and given a citation for assault with the intent to injure, provoke, or insult another person. Ooh, he man. was not placed in handcuffs. Uh, we allowed him to go with the team back to the locker room and he was arrested for assault. It's disgusting. The behavior is disgusting, but arrested. Trying to make an example. Hundred percent. Try to keep the calm too. I mean, that was almost a riot. Yeah, they wanted. I mean, th- th- those fans wanted to get at that kid. Like they wanted. It's getting very acrimonious. Like they, 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 it's getting very, very. There's, there's too much confrontation at games. Mm. Like just in general, we, we, we see these videos now. There's fights at all these NFL. It's, it's too much. Like just go to the game and enjoy yourself. You, you feel the need to say you just beat them. What do you feel the need to say something to kids on the way into the locker room? Like, I mean, they, they were right over the edge of the railing. Yeah, yeah but that's co- but that's why playing on the road in college basketball and co- in sports in general, playing on the road is the most difficult thing to do. And, it's and in college basketball, it's the most difficult. I think I think winning on the road in college basketball is the most difficult thing to do in sports. And that's why, yeah. because you get some drunk. And that was the yeah. student section, by the way, that he was walking past. So it wasn't like some old 50-year-old guy. It was the students who were yelling at him. Right. So, and the students will say things way worse than what any adult will say. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, I can't stand to see it because, I mean, like, I, I'm I'm still coaching and seeing these kids. And I've had to tell parents, you got to go to the parking lot. 
You can't, yeah, you, good. You can't you can't say it. I mean, serious. Well, but he's. I don't care. You right. got to go because you're embarrassing one yourself, two your kid, and if I have to get involved, nobody wants to hear that. So you got to yeah. go. So like, at some point, I mean, you know, you put up those things and let them walk through without it. The kid can't spit on it. I mean, no, no, I'm not justifying the behavior. To, to perfectly clear. I'm not justifying what he did. He should be suspended. He should get a two game suspension. But he's a redshirt freshman who's inch is hurt so it's like yeah you know what are you taking away from the kid really you're not paying the kid so it's not right. like he's being you know losing salary or something but i don't know arrest i was kind of like wait what <laughs> like we're we're putting this kid in handcuffs like they didn't handcuff us but we're arresting this kid for this it, it's an illegal act i'm not debating that point it's just oftentimes i mean we see fistfights during basketball games and no one's getting arrested that's an assault it's outside the parameters of the game no one gets arrested true so this is because it happened to a player or, or, or a fan with a player. So the player gets arrested because he did it to a fan and not, uh, uh, you know, if you spit at a Arizona, Arizona player, would he have been arrested? No. Right. So that's, that's my only thing yeah. with it. It's, it's just not, it's not good. It's, it's, it's a bad look. All right. Mitchell is back tonight for Utah. They're laying now three and a half against Brooklyn. This line movement, Dave is fascinating. So the number opened at one and a half. Mitchell got cleared to play tonight. It went to five and a half. Yeah. And then now it's back at three and a half. Donovan Mitchell back after concussion. Two weeks he has missed here tonight. Brooklyn has lost six consecutive games, but the number, you surprised the number is this low? Um, and I watched Brooklyn play against uh, both Phoenix and then some of the Sacramento game. Sacramento game wasn't good. It was terrible. James I mean, Harden looks washed up. He looks like he's like he's doing it again. Like yep. he did in Houston. Like, I don't want to be here. So yep. I ain't gonna play. Yep. And I'm not even gonna shoot. Like he's not even he wasn't hustling. I mean, and Nash covered for him in a post game and said he had tired legs and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I would bet Utah. I, yes. I, I mean, it's five and a half at a lot of places right now. One of the, oh, it's back up. Yeah, it's a, it, oh it, wow. It's five what and a half. Wild bounce. Places. Um, the offshores are at five and a half. There's a six offshore. One of the places on my odd screen. And we came on the air with that number at three at, at three and a half. Yeah, there's only two books left at three and a half, which means and now have, it's five and a half. Yeah. So it went one and a half, five and a half, three and a half, five and a half. <laughs> that's some two-way action for you, is there not? <laughs> not? No, you know what that is? That's moving it like, wait a second. Is he playing or not? Because the one and a half was Mitchell's not playing. Okay, right. Now Mitchell's playing. So how do, how much do you move it to try to get ahead of it? So you move it two points, they're going to bet it. So the books that moved it three and a half, some other books may have taken a little more offensive approach and said, let's just go to four and a half or five and a half and get it up and see what happens. And now – those books may have gotten the bet on the nets and bounced it back to three and a half. But now it's crazy that you just said it. We just got to it right now, an hour into the show, and it's literally lit up across my screen. There's five and a half, five and a half. Westgate just moved it right now. Huh. I mean, it's it's going up as we speak. So Utah minus three and a half is a good number. Interesting. I like I like Utah minus three and a half. Yeah. All right. Philly's catching one and a half points tonight on the road at Dallas. 
this is another Embiid versus MVP candidate opponent, right? So you've got some people who really like what we've seen with Luka and this Dallas Mavericks team. They've been very good defensively, been good at home. How do you feel about Philadelphia tonight? This is part of Bennett or Book It, by the way. I'm leaning Dallas uh, at, at the shorter number. I, I would feel like if I was getting Philly plus three and a half or four, mm-hmm. I'd like a little bit more. But under a bucket pregame, I get Dallas at home, defensive team that, I mean, how Philly just lost to Washington. I've watched a lot of that game. Like, they missed so many shots. Right. So isn't that a bounce back spot? Dallas yes. just lost to Houston. Yes, you're supposed to be a bounce back spot, <laughs> but but it's a bounce back spot for Dallas too. And I get this defensive home team mm. less than a bucket. I'm leaning Dallas, and I love Philadelphia. I I I, I thoroughly enjoy watching them play. I've been tooting JoJo's MVP status. Mm-hmm. I played a I played a song every week on my podcast. I love this <laughs> song. It's fantastic, and um. But I'm leaning. I'm leaning Dallas. You you like Philly? Yeah, but we'll talk about it during better to book. Okay, all right. One there's only one college game to talk about tonight, and that is the Creighton Blue Jays up against Seton Hall. It's, 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 have you seen the schedule? Have you seen what's being played tonight? The Big Ten didn't do it for a couple of weeks now. We've had Big Ten games on Friday. There's no Big Ten game to talk about. There's no Big East. There's only, there's only one Big East game to talk about because it's a makeup game for a COVID cancellation. For the Jays, when they were at UConn, they just went down to Jersey to go take on Seton Hall tonight, catching six and a half points here on on this one. I you thought any- you were going to hit me with, you know, Ryder, Siena, or there's State nothing. Adventure, there's Kansas, nothing to Nevada, watch. Fresno State, boy, it is a bad. That's a bad card today. Minus Woo. nine. It's a horrible college basketball card. The only nine. the only game we're even talking about is creating up against Seton Hall, and I, I'm surprised it's six and a half. That's that's a lot of points. You like for Creighton? the Jays? Yes, that's a lot of points. Last game. Well, I mean, look, they 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 beat you know they're able to beat UConn last game, kind of shocked some people after losing two games in a row. They kind of righted the ship. They went cold until Hawkins got hot in the second half, and he went for twenty three and ten. Uh, look, Seton Hall has had Creighton's number, and it's a tough place to play Friday night. I just think it's a dogfight basketball game, low scoring. I don't mind an underplay either, but I just think six and a half points, three possessions is too many points. Uh, I saw that. I, I, I looked at the board this morning. I'm like, he's 100% going to come with Creighton. Yep. But it's good because, like, you really dialed into it. So, I mean, this is part of the fun of of doing the shows and stuff is is talking because this would just be another game on a very right. blah Friday night card. This would be like one of those ones where we're like, man, we don't even we don't have any bets on this stuff. Like, there's nobody betting Miami and Miami, Ohio, and Akron, Princeton, Cornell. You know, Friday night's a an Ivy League night. It has been forever. Yep. Um, this is, is are you doing this embedded or book it too? Uh, it's part of the parlay. Oh, okay. They'll throw at you, but it's are not you worried I, about a letdown. No, because their backs are against the wall. They don't. They they can't really. These are young kids. They can't really have a letdown, and they look so bad <laughs> in their previous two road games that they didn't kill UConn. UConn just you know yeah had a bad game. Hurley after the game laid into his team, called the loss embarrassing, and also like so the Jays didn't really play all that well to be have quite these honest. Two teams but, played each other yet 
No, this is the first time because it got COVID. It got canceled because of COVID. Oh, okay. What's Ken so Palm say the number should be? Right here, six or seven? Oh, uh, let's see where Ken Palm has this number for tonight. Um, let's see. Ken Palm has this number at four. They have oh. Seton, Hall, Seton Hall winning by four. So two and a half points of value. Okay. All right. I think they win the game. I just think three possessions is too many. Okay. I like, I like the points here tonight on that one. And under? I do think I, I do think under is definitely live. It's just tough because you know every once in a while this Jays team starts hitting threes and then you're kind of dead <laughs> on this. And Seton Hall has been a team that can score at times. So I'm a little. I was looking at it last night, going like, do I want to bet the under? And I was like, eh, it's a little scary on the under just because Seton Hall can score at times. They've been able to score. Okay. And put points up. Um, their number towards the over uh, at home five and five. Jays are four five and one. But both teams are generally under teams, right? The Creighton Creighton at home is two and eight to the over. They're three and seven over the last ten. Seton Hall has gone under for five straight games. Your Boston accent is so back over <laughs> over the last ten over to. Over the last ten, you say every time that's just it's that's a, just me. That's not I a Boston accent, Frank. I gotta come. That's over, just I'm me slurring words. And meet Frank. Yeah, that's just me slurring words. That's that's not actually me. You know, saying a Boston accent. If I drop my R, no, that's a different oh, story. Don't start doing that. I'm not ready. Yeah, for that please. If I say ka, <laughs> pak, you know, like, if you I, really can do it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's. I'm from that. I'm, I am from Boston. Yes, I am a Bostonian, so I can drop the car, and I can say "pock." You know, that's pretty good. You know, I can say I can say all those different <laughs> horrible things that my family will always say. You know, Teresa is great. Oh gosh, you get my wife drinking, and just like I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> it's so bad. It comes out like. Right. So viciously comes up, and if she's drinking and she gets mad, look out. Then it's just the all bets are off. Oh, yeah. oh it's absolute. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking like? <laughs> this is just no, no, no. Uh, there is no prop of the day today, so our guy's taking the day off. I don't blame him. He's had kind of a rough week, so he's gonna pause here. So let's go to bed or what book did it. You tweet? Did you tweet something? Did what do you mean? Somebody have a, a prop on? Uh... On the Twitter, I thought I saw I thought I saw a, a bed prep prop for the oh, Super Bowl. No, I thought it was a basketball prop. Not for today. No, okay. I mean the Super Bowl. I mean a prop that that bed prep was talking somebody, about. Maybe yeah, Jason pre- tweeted. Okay, bed sure. prep is bed prep. I mean, I know the guys at at Given Props is really thinking to come in heavy on Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns. That's what it was. That's what it yeah. was. That's, that's the prop was. that I like a lot. That's and that's, what it was. Okay. I, I will be betting that it's minus 160. It's a little expensive, but yeah. that's, you know, that they're, they're kind of standing on a table saying this should be like minus 240. Like this, this is massively mispriced as to what, what this offense be. will look like in the red zone. Yep. Is, is to go minus one. And I, and I agree with that. You know, I, I, I do agree. If you want to jump on a prop today, you can jump on that. My only better to book it for you other than a parlay for fun is I like Philadelphia today, catching two points, one and a half, two points against Dallas and surprised given your love of Philly that you'd be on a Dallas team that has looked horrible the last two games out. I, I mean, know. it's Luca Luca's Luca scores 40 and he has no help. There's nobody helping him. 
I know. And I feel like um, it just, this is the game they get up for. Okay. And, and it's really because of the number. If it was three and a half or four, I would like Philly. I just don't okay. think, I mean, I, or I would want to take the points. I wouldn't want to lay it. But when I saw the number this low, I'm like, oh, man, maybe I'm taking the bait. Maybe this is like you're supposed to take Philly at the at the bad number, and they're going to win the game. Philly should win the game. They're, I mean, yeah. the way they're playing, the hiccup was the Washington game. But I can't maybe, – maybe my eyes got clouded from that because, like, Tobias Harris missed so many easy buckets, and then they couldn't get any help. And, and Bede – didn't play the first four or five minutes of the fourth quarter for whatever reason, and they couldn't close the gap. And then when they got him in, it was too late, and they got close and didn't win the game. So now mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense, I mean, to, to have it. I'm just, you know, I, I'm booking it because something tells me that numbers is, is just not right. All right. So this is what I do on my daily podcast for fun every Friday. So I like running it by you. So I've hit this one in one over the last two weeks doing this. So I got over to, plus over to over to, over to two weeks over to plus 600 is the men three leg parlay. All right. Yeah. Here's the parlay. Yeah. Utah minus three and a half. Charlotte minus four and a half. Wearing the Creighton Cavs. Blue Jays plus six and a half. Wearing the Cavs hat. I like the Cavs. Why do you like the Cavs tonight? Um, Charlotte bounce back spot. Charlotte's 15 and seven at home against the spread. I know. Um, the Cavaliers just had a horrible loss. Too. They did, but I went back and looked at their January. They mm-hmm. had, I believe, eleven and four mm-hmm. in the month of January, like mm-hmm. one of the best months in all of basketball. Um, but they're best hurt. Record on the that East. was, but but they had all their players. That was before all their injuries. Yeah, they're just, loaded on injuries. They're they banged. That team's banged up. This could be a problem, but I like the Cavs a little bit today. Okay. Um, I'll go with you with the Creighton, and I definitely like Utah. So I think we're going to – we're live here for two out of three. Three out of three can hit. It's not a bad parlay at all. I just – the Cavs number – what is it right now? Is it still four and a half? Harden's out, according to Isaac, for the Nets. Brooklyn. Yeah, man, he's so out. Like, he's like checked out. Oh, he's uh, that's a great way of putting it. He's not just injured. He's checked out. He yes, I think he's he, he looks your point about him looking like Houston version of Harden. It's dead on. That's exactly what he looks like. Disinterested, bored, trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not fun. I just I got other things I want to do. Do you want him on your team if you're a contender right now? Absolutely not. I don't either. I've never wanted Harden on my team, to be quite honest. I've never, I don't like one-on-one basketball. I don't, I don't he doesn't help. He just, he just doesn't. He's just, Kyrie passes the basketball. Kyrie will move the ball. Kyrie, you know, Harden, it's a, you know, it's a black hole. It goes in there, he's shooting the ball. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's just no room for that on a team that's a contender right now. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he adds enough to I mean, like, can you imagine the Suns getting him? No, he'd be a horrible fit with them. Right. Like, there's I don't know who he would be a good fit for. And obviously it's not Brooklyn because it's not working. And like, how much more do you have to see? 
how great of a player Kevin Durant is. Kevin Durant is a tremendous basketball player, mm. leader, whatever it is, I mm. think, because he's been able to cover up for this nonsense, <laughs> you know, and he went to Golden State and fit in. Like, yeah. He he went in and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do what I have to do. I want to win a championship. I'll pass you the ball, give me the ball back. I'll make shots if I have to, take it to whatever I have to do. I'll play defense. It doesn't matter. And when you're in a spot like Harden is right now, like you should be doing that more. So they'll either keep you or trade you or whatever. But man, this is getting to the point like, what are you doing? I I, I don't know. As as someone who, you know, likes to watch games and is interested in it, but also like from a betting standpoint and stuff and odds making, I don't want that guy on my team. I think it would be a negative. Like I would actually be like, oh, geez, the Sixers got him. How is that helping them? I would agree. I, I think it's a it's a great point. And I think that that's the problem for the Sixers come trade deadline time. Because sorry for the uh, for the Nets come trade line because a, a, a trade to the Sixers would make sense. You could package it up. I don't know if you want Ben Simmons to be playing in Brooklyn, but you know superstar for superstar. You know if that's ultimately what they want. I mean, I'm not debating Harden's scoring ability when motivated. It's just he's not motivated. <laughs> like he just doesn't want. So maybe you he goes in there and says, if I go play for Brooklyn or sorry for Philly and leave Brooklyn, I'll be more focused and I'll be better. But you don't know that for a fact, right? You know. You're, you're hoping that that's going to happen. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. So he's a superstar when he's motivated. He just isn't motivated nearly enough for my liking. And again, the ball doesn't move. It sticks with him and he shoots a ton of bad shots and he's a volume guy and he's got to jack up a ton of shots. And I just personally, I don't really want that guy. If I'm the Suns, no. Philly, maybe. But why is him and Embiid that much better? I don't, I don't think know. it is. I don't think yeah. it is. I, it, it, you know what else too? Like you said it, I think yesterday or the day before, like playing in New York, playing in Boston, playing in Philly, but you got to have a little bit of a thick skin, right? Yeah. Like you got to, yeah. I mean, you, you, you're going to hear it when you're not trying. That's the first thing that everybody notices. And that's the first thing they hold you accountable for. Yep. If you're losing and not trying, you're done. Mm-hmm. You can't win the crowd back. And it just seems like, man, when when things get tough, certain guys just kind of, you know, they hear all the bells and whistles and all the cat calls and all that other stuff. Like, imagine if they traded Ben Simmons to to Brooklyn. That's terrible. He can't. That's not a good fit. He needs to go no. to like Sacramento or some some place. That's a great place. Building. Yeah, that's a great place for him. Yeah, California, um, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Yeah, NBA purgatory. It's just like it's just the Aaron Rodgers argument we had yesterday or discussion. They don't want to see him in the NFC. The Mm. Packers want to ship him. I was thinking about that more, by the way. The Titans would be the favorite, by the way. In the AFC? If he goes there, man, that'd be. I I was asking uh, Dewey last night. Dewey was down there with us, and I was like, Todd Dewey from the. From Las Vegas Journal. Yeah. Here. I said, I said, RJ. Where, where do you think? He asked me, where do you think Rodgers is going? So I don't know. We talked about it today on the show. I said, P-Rolt said Tennessee. He's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to see that as a Patriot fan. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> Look, yeah. as a Patriot fan, everyone's coming around to this idea that like the AFC is a problem. Like it is a legit problem right yeah. now. And if you're a Patriot fan, it's like, well, you always had the coaching edge in 
yeah, okay, you still have that with Belichick, but everyone, these teams are playing in such dynamic ways. Like you used to be able to kind of schedule your, or build your team to stop that one team. And the Patriots were very good at that. Like, how do you stop the Steelers? How do you stop right. the Chiefs? Like, right. they, they, they knew how to do that. Well, it's multiple problems now. It's like out West, you've got this gunslinger in Herbert who's just going to throw every time and they're going to go for it on fourth down. The Chiefs are going to go and play with some speed and tempo and intensity and a quarterback who can throw with all sorts of crazy angles. Then you have the Bills in your division with Josh Allen, who is a running back slash quarterback who can run and move. And you've got a problem with your linebackers not being fast enough. Patriots defense is slow. So it's just like there's no like one way to beat in and win in the AFC right now. And nope. that's as a Patriot fan, that's where it's like, hmm, you know, it's it's if you win the AFC, you might be seeing a team in the NFC that's kind of a not a layup, but a whole lot less tough to beat. <laughs> the winner of the yeah, the winner of the AFC could very well we, we could see one of those runs where like one conference is dominating for a couple of years. And I didn't mention Joe Burrow. I mean, you got the team that's in the in the, in the game now. You have Joe Burrow in in that division, so it's. I, I, as a Patriot fan, as an AFC fan, we're going to be watching good games every single weekend that have significant playoff implications, which is fun. We still have the Jets, though. Don't worry about it. We're still still have the Jets and we still have the Dolphins. Yes, we still have. We still have. We still, have, <laughs> we still have the Jets and the Dolphins, which is still four wins or three wins at least. Every and year. the Steelers. So, well, I don't know. we'll see who you guys have the quarterback. Garoppolo with you guys is not a, not a bad gig. That's not. That's not horrible. Talking about the. Malik, Liberty. Boy. Everybody do I like Red said they, do they, I they leave? have him rated ahead of everybody. But again, Correct. I don't believe he's QB1. He's QB1 and he's also in the rain. He's he's been loving everybody because it's in the rain. He's been doing the senior bowl stuff in Mobile in crap weather, which is causing all the crap weather teams to go, ooh, you can play in bad weather. So Little can middle can say Kelsey had a game yesterday in that wind and cold. She wore a glove on a throwing hand. She on threw a throwing for four hand. touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, in football. That's softball. In football. Like, wait, what? No, no. Okay. In football. She yeah, she threw for four touchdowns and she All came right. home and said, Why didn't you tell me about this glove before? <laughs> and I'm like, I never even occurred to me. To Did you see you the that. catches made yesterday at the Las Vegas ballpark at the skills competition? Ridiculous. The one-handed with the glove, like, are you the serious? The glove catches the ball for you. Yeah, it's like stick. It's, it's like it's 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 glue. Yeah, it I really mean, is. I said I told Kelsey she went and got him, and I was like, okay, you really you have to practice with this. Yeah, and she practiced pregame. The other coaches came over after the game and asked if she was a senior because they didn't want to have to play against her next year. Funny. She was throwing. Dime, she said. She said this glove makes it everything so easy. I said, yeah. yeah. Try to catch with it. You don't right. even have to. You can just open your hand, and it sticks in there like a. Stefan like Diggs did a did a flip with a one handed catch yesterday. Insane. <laughs> like the glove is just like it's. Yeah. It's a fly trap. It's a zip. It's, it's flypaper. It's not even. It, it. How is it legal? I have no idea how it's. I legal. have no idea. I have it no is, idea. Stickums illegal, but these gloves are legal. Like, yeah. uh, just bet like the you, over. It's another stick, reason to bet the over in these games. They don't drop the, balls like that anymore. It's nuts. It really is. All right. Favorite thing about today on a Friday before wildcard weekend is what to Dave Sherapan? Am I first? Yes, you're always first. He just okay. switched the camera to you. To All me. right. There we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dissolve. That was excellent. Um, no, my favorite thing about today is it's Friday one, two, I'm going. 
to L.A. tomorrow and trying to get the lay of the land. I got to pick up the credential and all that stuff on Sunday. But I want to get down to that NHL thing today. So Big Ken Sig is in Yuma, Arizona. I'm waiting for the text now for the updates. I can't wait to hear how she did. Dropped her off at the bus. It was hilarious because all the girls know me. They're like, see you later. And I was thinking 20 girls, two coaches, and the trainer. It was all women on the bus. And I was like, <laughs> man, there's going to be a lot of talking on that bus. Like I, I, that noise on that bus. I was like, waving, see ya, see ya. And I, I, I turned her music on and I drove home. But today, I want to get down to that NHL thing. Mm. So for me today, we are today is like the goodbye for me. Although technically I'm not going to say goodbye till Tuesday to the in-laws, but they leave Friday, a week from Friday. And so we're going to dinner. We're going to go check out without Madeline. First time going to dinner without Maddie in a long time. Uh, The four of us, we're going to go to check out Carver steak, the new place at resorts world. Oh, so we're, okay. we're going go to go down there and check that out nice. today. Uh, and so have a little adult gambling time and walk the floor and whatever. So that'll be fun to do tonight. Uh, and then it's packing. It's, it's getting ready for, for the LA trip. And I got six loads of laundry to do myself. I got to figure out. You got to pack for a week. That's a whole different ball game, man. I don't even know what, what hats to bring. This is going to be up the biggest thing I have to figure out right now is what hats I can bring. Where? I need to ask you where your hat guy is. I need a Bengals hat. Um, I need a good Bengals hat. A lot of Bengals hats are bad. A lot of Bengals hats are bad. A lot um, of stink. Depending on the next, what's going to happen in the next hour, I will mm-hmm. let you know, and I will okay. take pictures of what is supposed to be there today. Um, I was told yesterday, I'm getting some stuff on Friday that you might like. Oh. So, um. And this place is by us in some form or fashion, right? It's not too far of a drive. There's a couple places. One, the the guy's like close to me. There's another okay. one, South Outlets. There's a guy down on the strip. Um, okay. There's, there's a couple. Yeah, I need to go. Places. I need to go. Hat, I have to go hat shopping too. I need a Bengals hat. I have one Rams hat, so I need to pick up probably one more Rams hat. Um, yeah, he's. But we, only, we only have three shows, so it's really. I, I I'll do two Bengals, one Ram. He's supposed to get the Super Bowl merch. So. I don't want and see, I don't that's fine, but I don't really need that. I just want you wore that LI hat the other day. It was free. No one gave me I didn't buy that hat. I was well, given that. If you hat. get a Bengals hat with the with the Super Bowl patch on the side. I don't like I, I mean it's fine, but like then you can't I, wear it again. I, yeah, you can't wear it again, right? It's I, I would prefer to have a hat that just is unbranded and it's just a straight Bengals hat. Like I like the sidelined hat, but it's $42 and it's out everywhere. No one has it online. They all have Super Bowl hats, but I don't want a Bengals like Super Bowl one? hat. You like this one? No, that's the B I don't like. It's the B you don't like. Okay. I don't mind the color, but the big, huge B, everyone's got this big, gigantic B on their Bengals, and I don't like right. that. I, I like the one that has just the circle or the small B, and it's got like a, it's got, it's like a, a racing stripe going through it. Oh, okay. It's the sideline hat. It's okay. the white okay. sideline hat. All right. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we'll 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 so we'll, we'll check on that. We'll have if it. they have that, uh, I'm in. I'll be there okay. this afternoon. Going to gonna gonna go and buy it this afternoon. Okay, we'll Type see what we can do. So, guys, we will be back on Monday. We're here Monday. I'm here Monday. Dave's in Super Bowl. I have no idea what Dave's Wi-Fi is going to look like from your your hotel room. This is going to be a whole different, like interesting 
very curious. Ether, I, I was told I have an Ethernet hardwire. It's a, it's a it's a hotel. Hopefully, we're crossing fingers that it all works. I think it will. It, it, it most likely will, but okay. we'll cross fingers. Dave will be in LA at the Super Bowl. I will yeah. join him on Wednesday, but Monday, Tuesday, Dave will be there. I'll be here in, in Vegas before we all won over. But Super Bowl week, we got a ton of stuff. We'll start having guests coming up on Monday. Oh so my. we will start guests joining us. I have to come up with an idea of what to do. I, I thought about calling them the God, the guests of the day. And I was like, I don't know if I like that or not. So we got to figure out. <laughs> You're better now. Come on. It's like our God of the day. Um, guest of the day coming on, but we'll have one guest per day starting on Monday. So that will be a lot of fun to do that. We'll have somebody coming in on that. Subscribe to the podcast. Go in, rate, review, subscribe. I, 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 Matt said, are you doing the giveaway today? And no, I'm, I'm going to hold it till Monday. So I'm, I'm going to hold it for the big guns. Because I, I may be... Because it's even a giveaway at this point. I well, I was going to, but, but somebody, somebody made the point, said, why don't you give away some of the Super Bowl swag that you guys are going to get? And I said, not a bad point. Because they hand out stuff like candy. So idea. I was like, all right. So we'll include, we'll do it for a big boy package and we'll include some Super Bowl stuff that we get. So pins and hats and t-shirts and all the other nonsense that we're going to wind up getting over the next couple of days in LA. So that will be a Super Bowl giveaway during, maybe we'll do it Friday next week. We'll do it. So okay. be watching for the show next week. Have a phenomenal weekend. Follow us on Twitter at Boston versus the book. We'll talk to you on a Monday for the Bostonian versus the book. Thank you.